welcome to Choose Your Own Adventure Speaking. My name is Jeremy Paul. And I'm Laura Norman, and this is episode <laughs> 20, game 21, the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the fucking Chicago <laughs> in what was both the most boring and the most frustrating 60 minutes of hockey I have seen in the last, I don't even remember because I'm just irritated, uh, two nothing shutout loss for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, I sorry to throw that curveball at the beginning. Steven was <laughs> texting me and he was like, "Can I confess something? I I always read it subjectively speaking." He was like, <laughs> "I he was like I, my eyeballs see objectively, but when I read it, I read subjectively." And so I think it's just up open to interpretation now. Whatever you want it to be, this is your podcast too, friends. Whatever you need it to be for you on that day, call it that. We're as long fluid. As, what did I say last time? Call it what you want as long as you're calling us, girl. <laughs> um, so, Laura, you, you mentioned 20 episodes. I did, yes. Yeah. Do you know what they call a 20 episode? Like, or 20? Like, what's 20? Like, what's another name for 20? Uh, I don't know. What are- a goddamn score, and guess what we didn't do tonight? <laughs> goddamn score. Nope, not a single time. <laughs> fucking time. <laughs> I wish they counted goalposts as a third of what? a goal, because we would have won the fucking game. Okay? I bet there's dents in that goal. I oh, bet- yeah. Yeah, there's just dense and frustration. Patrick Line hurt that goal, that like net. One of my favorite things now is to just look at how much his stick bends whenever he takes a shot. And I'm waiting for the moment where he scores like a game winning goal and the stick also breaks in half at the same time. <laughs> Both of you to assume that that's what would happen and not that he would go to shoot a puck, have a wide open net, his stick breaks, it makes him fuck up his shot, and then we lose the game. Like, I don't know why you think it's going to be some glorious moment. Like, I don't know why you're you, – this is how you can tell we came in at different levels of fandom. Like, this is how you can tell that we came in at a different time. You know, sometimes you just have to hold on to a silver lining that maybe one day – not now, clearly, but, like, maybe one day – Wait, can I read you a text that Kelly sent me? Yes. <laughs> she said, Hey, girl. Yeah, right. Hey, Miss Girl. She said, Y'all are really paying real American dollars to go watch this sad team in real life. I said, That's what I'm saying. And then she goes, And on Laura's birthday, I'll pray for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it weird that at this point it's more so for the atmosphere and less for the likelihood that they will win? <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely just to say we did it. And, like, I have to level with y'all. Like, I, the main reason we're doing it is for that reason. Like, I don't think that either one of us is like, do you know what has been so exceptional this year and it really just needs to be seen in person? Losing. <laughs> the blue jackets like yeah like this ho- this hockey is so exquisite that if i don't see it in person before the end of this year i will have been cheated of something mm-hmm. and we have to get it in before we can no longer say like 
before we no longer can watch John Tortorella coach this team. That is also painful and true. How fucked up is it going to be when he gets fired on Monday? (laughs) Okay, so that, all right. (laughs) I'm just saying. You mean like on the plane home from Nashville and then they just don't tell us until Monday or like? We fired Todd Richards on his birthday, bitch. They don't care. They're going to fire torts on my birthday, aren't they? (laughs) Uh, no, I don't think they're going to fire him. I mean, like, I think, like, at this point, right, like, what are you trying to, like, get salvage? Like, I don't know. Like, you're not going to hide. Like, at this point, you're just trying to develop your guys who are struggling and, like, you want to make sure are around for the long haul. And if, if you don't think Torts is the guy to do that, then you got to get rid of him. And if you think he is, you got to hold on to him until the end of the year. That's kind of my thought on it, at least. Yeah, I just – I was texting with Megan, my hockey child, and I just, it's so frustrating to go from one game where we just could not for the life of us defend anything, but yet we scored five goals to then go to the next game where they did nothing but defend really well the first period ish okay the second period and then fuck all in the third period <laughs> and <laughs> then it's just like we the two parts are there it's like they're magnets but the the wrong sides of the magnets are facing each other do you know Correct. What I mean? the, they're repelling they're repelling and it's just <sighs> it's just so frustrating and uh, I don't think Nick is sleeping very well because I don't know if you watched his post-game interview, but the circles that are sort of like naturally around his eyes are just like way deeper. (laughs) And it's just like, I'm taking full responsibility for this situation. And I'm like, oh, honey, you're not, (laughs) you're not sleeping, are you? I just, I I mean, like, I think like, and he said it in his interview too, where he's like, I'm one of the guys that like needs to step it up and be a part of like the solution. Um, I don't know. Cause then I start to like, I get into this like internal struggle of like, are they going to resign Nick Felino? I don't know if I have the emotional capacity to contemplate that. I mean, but like, I think about it and I'm like, Obviously, he's not going to make the money he's making now, but, like, I don't know what an appropriate pay cut is and, like, if he'd be willing to take the pay cut because, like, listen, I know he's all in for Columbus and I know that he has a love for Columbus and Columbus loves him. Like, it's just, like, at the end of the day, like, if Columbus is, like, we'll give you 3.5 and, like, somebody else is, like, I'll give you 5, like, I wouldn't blame him. I don't. <laughs> I know, I know. We don't have to talk about it tonight because I know you're not in the emotional headspace. But like, like I can't. Like, I don't know. I like, just, I just love him in a way that, like, even when he's not good, I just love him in a way that I can't contemplate really not. And that's the thing. I don't even think he's that bad. It's just like I don't know. It's one of those things where like you almost play yourself out of your value. Does that make sense? Like, or like play yourself into a lower value, but like your market value is still higher. I think that you and I were just talking about him 
before this, but kind of think that that's, you know, what's happened with Alexander Wenberg. Like, he struggled for so long at Columbus and lowered his value so much. I mean, the sparks were there here and there, but, like, really lowered himself, goes to Florida, and is fucking thriving. Like, but with Nick, it's different. And with Nick, it's emotional for me, and that's why I'm not quite ready to... I mean, it's not at the same level of Cam because I will be chaining myself to something. But, you know, it's it's up there with my feelings towards the Columbus Blue Jackets. And yes, I'm not naive enough to think that Nick Felina will play for forever. Like, I know that he'll leave at some point or retire. Um, but I would hate for it to be after this. Yeah train wreck of a season so far yeah i mean even after even knowing like the next blue jackets captain would probably be cam atkinson like you're not ready to like you're still not ready to have that conversation yeah no okay i respect that no i respect that you stuck to your guns there i value that (laughs) i appreciate well no and we you and i have had this conversation before that i very much so think that nick is preparing cam to be the next captain in a lot of ways because whether that be that nick is unsure about his future with the team and or that nick is unsure of how much longer he'll be playing you know because he's 33 so you know The window's getting shorter for how long he'll play. Um, He hasn't really had, like, a whole lot of injuries in the time that I've been a fan of the team. It's been any time he's missed, it's more so because of family stuff um, that he's had to be out. But, you know, no, and, you know, I also think that Cam, like, Cam's getting there. Like, Cam has definitely become way more of a leader and way more of a presence, you know, ever since he got the A and, you know, all that sort of stuff and has really started diving into the community. And that's the aspect that is also important to me because that's why I fell in love with this team is because they were so invested in the community and do so much good that the idea of losing someone who contributes to that makes me sad oh yeah for sure and this is all like just like me talking no i know out of my ass and there are conversations we there they are conversations that we have to have because that's part of sports and part of being people who you know recap and give introspective thought about a game and a team but do you have a do you have a temperature do I have a temperature? Yeah, like, are you sick? Because for you to say, like, we have to have these conversations about, like, trading people and stuff like that, like, I, you, you're stressing me out, Miss Girl. <laughs> no, I currently do not have a fever. I just think that I am starting to become a more well-rounded hockey fan and less emotionally driven. It's a scary place to be. Slightly. Am I going to cry on Tuesday when I see the ice for the first time? 
Yes. I mean, I'm probably going to cry on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Will so I'm there. My mask, absolutely. But here we are. No, I'm very much there with you. But yeah, it's just you know, back to back to what we're supposed to be doing, which is recapping the game. It just, it was just a nonstop struggle, and not even struggle. Just like an equal battle of wits and weirdness for 40 minutes. And then motherfucking Patrick Kane, like, doing what Patrick Kane does, but do it against someone else and not us, asshole. Um, Yeah, and then an empty net goal. Basically, before, Corpy was, like, barely at the bench. When they got that empty nickel. So. Yeah, and I mean, and that's the thing that hurts about this one, right? And, like, this is why, like, normally after a stupid loss like that, like, you would see me drinking some sort of beverage from a company that I'm trying to get to sponsor us. That's not happening here tonight. Like, because, like, it, it, we played better than Chicago tonight. Like, that's what sucks about it, right? Like, you watch that game and you're like, that's the game the Blue Jackets should have won. Where alternatively, like, on Tuesday, it was like, oh, we had no business being in that game, yet somehow we get a point. That's just the way this league works sometimes. It's just mm. that for the last four or five years, we've been a team that, like, can kind of get away with having one of those games slip away from us because we know we're going to make it up in other ways because we're, we're winning enough and we're winning more of those games that we shouldn't win. We're finding a way, as Tortorella always says, to get a win. And so it's like, we're not doing that now. And so when you, you aren't doing that, every one of these wins that you let slip away means so much more. And it hurts so mm-hmm. much more. And it's like, you find, like, I find myself being more frustrated about that game. But it's probably one of the most complete games, aside from finishing, that we've played in a while <laughs> it makes it makes me sound like an asshole because if you recall in our last episode i was like i just want to see 60 solid minutes and this was the closest we've come to 60 solid minutes but i'm still mad <laughs> like i'm just still mad because it just you know the first period i was really happy because i was like finally we we're like it wasn't by a lot but we were out shooting them which does not happen hardly ever and you know it was they it felt like they had good energy like it felt like they were finally commun you know what they've been saying lately like connecting as five like being really you know good on both ends they just were not connecting with the goal like they were hitting the post that things were getting shot wide like it just was not happening and it, it felt almost like there was a weird force field around the Chicago net that we just could not penetrate, you know, to save our lives. And that that's the frustrating part is, like, it was there. It was there, and there just wasn't anything we could do about it. And I think that that's the frustrating part is, yeah, they got – they technically got better, but then the universe was like, no, sir. <laughs> like, no, sir, are you, like, am I letting you win this? And then, you know, going into, you know, the different the different players that came back tonight, you know, with, with Zach and Delzato coming back defensively, like, that was a big 
a big bonus. Although every time Zach went into the boards, I was like, can you please not pull your groin again, sir? Like, I need you to not. Um, and then Emil Benstrom coming back. Like, the man hasn't played since, like, I don't know. When did we take him out? Like, game four or something? That yeah. Um, so it just, you know, and I was, I was intrigued by, we pulled up a couple people from Cleveland today to put on the taxi squad. I'll take your word for it. You know the work that I do and you know I've had a hectic day, so I have not seen that. (laughs) Um, We pulled up uh, Dalpy and somebody else. Um... Might have been Liam Foodie. Hold on, I'm going to try to find it now so we can chat about it. But um, but if I had to guess, like that also is probably because <clears throat> of the fact that um the um the idea of uh like getting guys who are on the taxi squad the ability to play down in Cleveland a little bit. Uh Ryan McGinnis and Zach Dalpy. Um, or maybe that's just to fill, fill the taxi squad and get leave more room down in Cleveland. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was just, you know, just interesting to see. But, you know, I mean, there's not much more to say about the game. Corpy was awesome. That goal that got passed on him was legitimately, it was a stupid, dirty goal. There's nothing he could have done about it, really. And the other one obviously doesn't really count against him because he wasn't there. So, so he remains, you know, but, and he made a lot of big saves. Like he made a lot of big saves. He really kept us, you know, in it leading up to the third period along with the other guys actually doing their jobs too. But, you know, there's not much other than that to say about it because it just, you know, it's frustrating because we really needed those points. And it's frustrating because we're heading to Nashville now for two games back to back. And as you've taught me, we don't typically do well in Nashville. Um, we saw that with the first two games of the season. Um, and we really need these points or some points from these two national games. Um, and I saw this on Twitter and it's like, cause you know, everyone's freaking out everyone. Cause you know, people don't, this is something that's bringing people joy. So they don't want to see it be a big dumpster fire. Cause then it tarnishes the joy. Um, but you know, there are still 35 games left. I don't think it's, I mean, we can be concerned, but I don't think we necessarily need to like, count the Blue Jackets out yet. We're getting closer to that line in the sand. But, you know, there's definitely some things that can can improve and potentially, like, reignite the rest of this season, as we've been saying for forever. But we just really need some points from Nashville, and we need to stop splitting these series with teams um because we're not gonna get anywhere um and I don't want to necessarily say like 
and we're at a point right now where we can't even necessarily say that yeah it's gonna be easy peasy lemon squeezy when we play Detroit next week like that you know we we can't say that at all and that's terrifying because it's Detroit <laughs> yeah but Detroit's out here smacking around Nashville five to two tonight and we're losing to Nashville pretty pretty soundly with, a, with the exception of the one good game against Nashville I Mm. this is where we're different Laura because like the season's done like the I'll call it today like like I like I think it's it's just like I I am watching this season and like to be 20 games in or 21 games in I'm sorry and to like have no reassurance yet to this point that like this team is capable of doing something more than what it's done already like I still, like, with every game that we play, it becomes more and more clear to me that there is no way that this team competes with a Carolina, with a Tampa Bay, with a Florida, with a Chicago, with a Dallas. Like, there, it's no, there's no way. There's no way we're sneaking into that top four. Absolutely no way. Yeah. And at this point, I'm like, don't tank. I'm not asking you to tank. But listen, the less points you get, the better draft pick you get, baby. I'm just saying. I'm just letting you know. I'm just not ready to give up hope yet. We're gonna be we're gonna be very much out of the playoffs, and Yarmulke Lion is gonna be like, "Fuck it, it's our year," and he's gonna go for it. He's gonna like trade the everybody. Trade deadline. Yeah, he's just gonna trade away all the draft picks, take in whoever he can, and then we'll lose. I don't know that my heart can take that. No, I'm just being a prick. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. But yeah. I think it's good. I think it's good that one of us remains on the positive side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what you're drinking, but like, I like some. Like, I, I just like. It just doesn't look good, Laura. Oh, I'm not saying it looks good. I'm just saying that I'm maintaining a certain level of hope. I'm trying to Obama this situation. Yeah. I mean, I hear you. <laughs> I do hear what you're saying. Maybe, maybe fans will be the magical touch. Maybe. I would like to be a part of the solution. Because I, sh- I think that they should know, though, that we are not afraid to boo them. Well, and this is what's going to be interesting. Like, I wonder how much you're going to be able to hear with 1,900 people in the arena. Like, I was talking to Emily about that. I'm like, I wonder if, like, we're going to be able to hear. Like, I don't know. I guess my depth perception is also terrible. Like, I'm terrible at these things. Like, trying to figure out, like, what 19, 000, like 1,900 people is going to look like in Nationwide Arena. Like, I can't for the life of me figure it out. Well, feel- and 1,900 is only going to be for the Tuesday game. It's going to be more people than that for every game after that. It should be, yeah. It's, they said it could go up to 25%. I, I bet they aren't going to be able to get that off the ground until probably next week, though. Like, I, I just can't – or the well, week after. What, I mean, yeah, that's what they said in their statement today is that they needed to figure out what they were going to do in order to accommodate that because obviously you still need to do – it's not like he's saying, yeah, 25% and you don't need to do the right distancing. Like it's, you have to do that. And, you know, honestly, it's different when you're thinking about doing that for the Clippers or for the Indians and the Reds when they have outdoor stadiums. 
you know, it, it, you can do that much more easily because it's in, it's an outdoor situation, open air. But then when you think about nationwide, like it's very enclosed, it's circulated air. It's, you know, you gotta be a lot more careful because absolutely no one wants to be, you know, this epicenter of a big COVID outbreak. Right. You know, situation, but you know, maybe because that's going to be embarrassing. If they totally shit the bed on Tuesday, like that's going to be embarrassing for them. Uh-huh. To be like, hi, welcome back, fans. We lost to Detroit 14 to nothing. Oh my God. You want to talk about something that gets a coach fired? Bam. <laughs> Bam, right there. Yarmo just starts coaching. <laughs> it would not be the first time that a GM has fired a coach and then just started coaching the team. But instead of actually saying anything, he just stares at them with his, like, icy Finnish gaze. Yeah, the last time I remember that happening, God, Claude Julian, is that who just got fired by the Canadians? He was yes. coaching, I want to say he coached the Islanders, question mark, in, like, 2007. And Lou Lamorella, oh no, maybe the Devils. I'm fucking this one up, guys. Oh yeah, it was the Devils because Lou Lamorella is with the Islanders right now. Um, and my headphones just fell out. Goddamn. Okay. Um, <laughs> and he literally like the the team made the playoffs, like, but three games and they were like soundly in the playoffs, but three games before the playoffs, he fired Claude Julian. It was like, hey bastard, I don't think the team is prepared enough for the playoffs, so I'm gonna coach them and just fired him with three games left in the regular season. They only made it to the second round of the playoffs, so I mean. But hey, it was the second round. We've only done that once. <laughs> yeah, we should have, fu- Yarmo should have just fired Torres and just gone for it. Yeah, we definitely would have won the Stanley Cup that year. <laughs> that would have been it. I have to say something I found interesting. I was listening to Friend Nationwide on my way to Columbus, and the last question that, Aaron Portsline asked Allison Lucan was, um, is this, is this organization, is this franchise too serious? Like, is it too intense? Like, is it not enough fun? Like, like for real, think about it though. Like, like John Tortorello, Yarmo Kekalainen is very much like, like Brad Shaw is very much like, I don't know. Like it was kind of like a good question. I know. And it's like, maybe that's an issue. I don't know. At this point, I, I don't think that you can not consider that um, as a possibility. Because, and what's fun, and it's not funny because I know that, that this is what they need to do, but it's funny to hear Torts say, I just want them to have fun. Because even when he says it, it sounds like he doesn't want them to have fun. Like, I can't imagine John Tortorella at a party. You know what I mean? Right. I can't imagine him, like, wearing a Hawaiian shirt and standing behind a grill. Like, I can't. I can't imagine that one. I can't imagine (laughs) the Hawaiian shirt behind a grill thing. Like, I imagine him, like, on his farm. Like, he loves his wife and he loves his children. But he doesn't really like anyone else. And he's just on his farm with his horses. And, you know, that's his fun. 
But what the team needs is they need to like, maybe they need to do what the Boston Bruins did before the Tahoe game and like put on some 90s clothes, start jamming to Barbie Girl. I don't know if you saw that clip of David Pasternak. I didn't know. (laughs) they asked him to come out and do because the Bruins all came in like throwback 90s clothes and apparently they were having like a dance party in their locker room and they asked Pasternak to come out and do media and he came out and he was like he was like well uh right before you asked me to come out here I was getting ready to uh dance to barbie girl and then you asked me to do this so i'm not in like the greatest mood (laughs) i (laughs) yeah i just wish that we had fun in columbus like do we need to like put the dj in a like why can't we let delzato just like put a little dj booth in the locker room get some strobe lights some glow sticks let him have a bit of a rave, jump around a little bit. Listen, I don't think any of them were in any sort of a mood. Well, not today. <laughs> but, but like, you know what? Maybe tomorrow before they leave? Well, listen, all I'm saying is that hopefully they come back from Nashville with four points because I think anything less than that, bad yeah very bad um i'm also like this is also coming from the person who has hit the panic button so i don't really know you know why i'm saying that too much but um in all seriousness though like the jackets go to nashville two games that they can very easily win i say that every time um that we play a team like nashville so as we wrap up laura anything else on your radar as we look ahead to saturday's matchup you know, not much. I, I mean, I think we're just going to keep rocking with Corpy and, you know, see how it goes. I'm interested to see if he, if Torch changes the lines up again. Yes, he will. Are you kidding me? Of course. Death taxes and John Tortorella changing the lines. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, like what? Blue, Blue Dragons Boggle is my favorite game. <laughs> it's the game that's going to cost us this season because it makes no goddamn sense to take to take Nick Foligno and make him the first line center, take Cam Atkinson off of the first line when there is a strong chemistry between line A and Cam, like, make it make sense. That was a bold choice. I did see, I don't know if you saw this or not, and I know I'm rambling on, but there was someone that tweeted today that I saw on our account that said, I am really sad that, you know, they're not doing the you know, line A, Atkinson, Rosselvick line, but also can we add Boone Jenner in at the same time? (laughs) Oh, that's funny. And I was like, I mean, I don't disagree with you, but like defensively speaking, I think we might be a little bit weak. Um, So. I don't know. Have you watched David Savard play hockey the last few games? (laughs) Yeah, I have. I'm just saying, Miss Girl. It's going to be a lot of weird over the course of the next few months. Truly. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I'm looking forward. I can say that I'm looking forward to our our two-game national series because it brings along the return of friend of the pod, 
Um, oh, yeah. For both our Saturday and Sunday recap episodes. Um, and because I had so much fun the last few times we had Steven on. So, and I know he's, he's an avid listener. So, hi, Steven. We're so excited. Um, that just made my day. I, I wasn't even like clicking that the Nashville game met. That's Stephen. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. You know, Blue Jackets are always an interesting time when they play afternoon hockey. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, those are those are my final thoughts. Do you have final thoughts before I go into our plugs? I have one final thought. Yes. Do you know why Saturday is going to be good? Um, no. Because we don't have to play Patrick motherfucking Kane. Oh, thank God. Motherfucker's good at hockey. He's good at beating the shit out of us, that's for sure. Us and other people. But mostly us at this point. I didn't mean hockey. Um, anyway. Oh. Um, so, uh, Laura, the plugs. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just going to skirt right on past that situation and ask you all to follow us on social media. On Twitter and Instagram at um, ObjectivelyPod. We are, tonight, our Twitter is just a full of things and it has been glorious. Um, Instagram, you know, is Instagram. We're getting, it's fine. Um, But we would just love for you to follow and interact with us. Um, and then rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. As a reminder, we are trying to meet a certain goal of 10 star ratings and 10 comments before next Tuesday, March 2nd, which is my birthday. Um, so if you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts. Um, literally, you don't you don't even have to really do anything. You just have to hit the star thing and it does it for you. Takes half a second. It would mean the world to us. If you want to leave a comment, that would be great too. Um, But we just love, we love and appreciate all of you. And we continue to look forward to interacting with you um, both on and off game days. And yeah. Amazing. Well, until we get the chance to come to you all on Saturday with our dear friend, Stephen, I hope that you stay well. I hope that you take care of yourself. Y'all got to stay well so you can get to Nationwide on Tuesday. And we will talk to you all on Saturday. Bye.